everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, my guest today is back by popular demand. His name is Chuck Underwood. He's from The Brand New Vegan, and he's going to be making, just in time for the holidays, Little Smokies. These are cocktail carrots from his brand new book, Brand New Vegan Comfort Foods. Please welcome him back. That's a mouthful, Little Smokies Cocktail Carrots. Thank you, Chef AJ. This was one of my favorite recipes from way back in the day before I was vegan. We would buy those little smoky sausages you see in a store, and the sauce is just simply either a red currant jelly or grape jelly and Dijon mustard. And you mix it together, you throw them all in a pan, and you have these little appetizers, and we would serve those for New Year's Eve parties. My mom would make them too, and I couldn't believe it was grape jelly. Grape jelly or red currant jelly, whichever one you can find. That's so funny. And so that, that's so cool that you're making it out of carrots. Well, the idea came because I already had my carrot dog recipe. And all I did was take the same marinade and put them into some baby carrots. So I had little wieners. And then I thought of that recipe from a long time ago. And I made the sauce. And they came out really good. So it's a very popular uh, holiday recipe. Hey, tell everybody about your new book, Chuck. Is it available now? How do they order it? I'm pretty sure it's in the show notes if people look right below the video. So this has been a long time coming. Uh, I've been blogging. I hit 10 years last month in November. And my fans have been wanting a book forever. I gave them uh, some e-books. No, that wasn't enough. They wanted a hold it in my hand, brand new vegan cookbook. So I finally gave it in this year. And I started this about June or July. And really, it was, it's a, common, uh, a culmination of help from all of my groups, my Facebook group, my support group. And they all had input in what went in here. They helped me design the covers. They helped me do the proofreading and editing. So thank you all. You know who you are. Without your help, this would never be here. And we finally made it happen. So the first print is already sold out. And I have a second print ready right now, and you can order that. You can pre-order that on the link you showed. And there's about 450 copies of that second print left. That will be shipping later on in, in January. This first print is being shipped right now. I sent out, I think, 300 copies yesterday. Oh, my God. You're fulfilling the orders all yourself. I'm doing it all myself. And the post office and me are becoming really good friends. And the lady who was helping me in the post office happened to be vegan. I gave her a free copy. She loved it. And, um, yeah, I go to the back door with one of those bins full of books, and they just take it, and they do all the scanning. And I come back and start stuffing more envelopes. Wow. So it's 125 recipes. It's some of the best recipes that people have voted on in all different groups. Uh, there's not that many pictures, guys, just so you know. There are a few. So every category has a picture. But the rest of it is like the old-fashioned church fundraiser cookbook. Spiral bound. It lays flat. You can fold the back. It lays flat. That's what everybody wanted, so that's what we got. Yeah, people love that when they lay flat right. like that. And this recipe is in the book. I'm going to try to find it. I know you don't have your copies yet for those of you that have ordered. Some of you already got it. I'm surprised. So it's yeah, on page four. Joe, Joe says hers is on the way. Oh, that's great. Oh, nice. Nice. So I'm going to start with my marinade. And we want some soy sauce. Low sodium is what I use, of course. You can also use tamari for gluten-free. We want about a quarter cup. I think I have that in here. Could you use, uh, if people have a soy allergy, could they use like a, a you know, a, a sodium, a, not a sodium free one, a soy free one, like a tamari? A tamari or coconut amigos will work oh, fine. Coconut amigos, good. And um, we just want that salty taste. Then I'm going to add a fourth of a cup of low sodium veggie broth. So the marinade is really quick. You throw it all in a bottle and you're good. And I'm going to cheat. I'm going to use the Instapot method. 
You can also make these on the stove. How is that cheating? That's the best way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> so my cookbook is officially uh, burnt in. I've got stains on it already. I love it. Let's see. What else? Soy sauce, veggie broth. And I have a printed out recipe here, too. Making sure they match. Making sure they match. <laughs> uh, okay. Chuck, do you serve them with like those like little toothpicks? I do. I have some right here. It's a little party toothpicks. Exactly. So I'm going to add a little bit of apple cider vinegar. So and... Chuck, I got a question actually okay. from a viewer named Donna, who's in Australia. And she says that she likes the purple carrots where they're not common, but I guess they're very powerful antioxidant properties. And she said, can you use the purple carrots in this recipe? Have you used them in this recipe? That's a good question. You know, I've never seen those. Um, I'm thinking a carrot is a carrot and it will probably work just fine. I know with the carrot dog, the hard part for me with actually eating a carrot dog is looking down at the bud and seeing a carrot sticking out instead of a hot dog. If it's purple, it might be even weirder. But if it tastes good, and if it's a carrot, it should. I don't see why not. Why not? But, you know, I'm, you know, have you ever seen those bags of carrots where they are all little and they come in like yellow and white and purple and orange and they almost look like a little smoky already exactly i haven't seen the colored ones and they're not in my store anyway um i think at whole foods maybe i might have seen one occasionally but i've never tried them do they taste the same does anybody know i think they're good they're fun like they're a good little snack i've seen them at like whole foods and trader joe's they come in like a little bag and I do like the purple ones better. I don't think they necessarily taste better, but they're prettier. I want to thank Joyce for my new hat. Thank you so much. Yeah. Matches. So I'm going to throw in some onion powder. And again, this is just a hot dog marinade. That's all it is. Dude, I've never had a carrot dog, to be honest, or even as an appetizer. Once it has the marinade, does it taste like a hot dog? Yeah. So you were familiar with my friend Brian uh, Croc. Mm-hmm. From Crocs in the Kitchen. Yeah. Shout out to them. Congratulations, by the way, on their new baby. And uh, he made my carrot dog recipe, and he owes me a hug. Because he said, Chuck, this thing tastes half as good as people say it does. And it tastes like a hot dog. I'm coming to Portland and giving you a hug. And they loved them. So there's your answer. Yeah, it tastes just like a hot dog. Some people might not want to eat a hot dog anymore. But if you're new to this and you're trying to recreate those flavors you really like and you miss, it's a good substitute. What's the texture like? Just like a hot dog. Wow. It I really mean, that, is. that's really has many of you guys tried carrot dogs? Yep. Um, Ryan says the purple cooked the same as the orange. Oh, good. And some people so I, might be closer because uh, it's a darker color. If you cook them too long, they'll be kind of mushy. But I do them three minutes in the Instapot and they come out just fine. And a little bit of yellow mustard. I'm going to use the gray coupon. And I have liquid smoke in here. If people have a problem with the liquid smoke, some, some people don't like it. You could probably use smoked paprika in place. And I think this is my secret ingredient. We get these little jars of uh, jalapenos, pickled jalapenos. And you take a little bit of the juice. 
and add it to your marinade. It's not hot. It's not spicy. It's not going to make it too overpowering. But it's really, really good. And it adds to that hot dog taste. So we had onion powder and liquid smoke and apple cider vinegar and soy sauce. I did add a little bit of maple syrup while we were talking. And that is our marinade. And it makes about a cup. I'm going to whisk this up. I have my Instapot back there behind me. I'm going to leave it back there. How long do you have to marinate it for? So here's a trick. Because I'm on your show, not long enough. But <laughs> if you were making this for yourself, I would make the marinade, which we just did. I'm going to add it to my Instapot with the carrots. I'm going to cook them three minutes. When they're done, you'll take the steam off, take the pressure off. Then I would leave them as long as you can. If you're going to leave them overnight, I would definitely refrigerate them with the marinade. But the longer you let them sit in that marinade, the more of a hot dog they'll taste like. So I'm going to toss this in my Instapot with the carrots. And I have a 16-ounce bag of baby carrots. Is that what you're going to be serving for your holiday appetizer? I have no idea if I'm going to even have a holiday, AJ, with this book. Oh, my god! I gosh. know we, we've talked about it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. I think everybody who writes a cookbook, I know you have. Everybody should have to go through the process once, the full, <laughs> the full process, all of it. It's been an adventure. It really has. Were you able to celebrate Thanksgiving at all, or were you still in cookbook yes. mode? No, I, I, I did celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. And I think back then, the cookbook mode, we were in wait mode. Because once I sent this off to the printer... It took about four or five weeks. What did you serve for Thanksgiving? Did you do all the cooking? I did some. So we do, we have a mixed family as far as plant-based and vegan. Me and my wife are plant-based. So we had all my size, the, uh, the green bean casserole. I made a cranberry cornbread this year that was really good. I have my cranberry cherry sauce. That was really good. She made her homemade yeast rolls and she did cook a turkey, but that was for the kids because they have to have their turkey. Oh my God. And my, my wife's mother has to have her meat at every meal. So we, we had the cookie, a turkey for them, and then we ate all the other stuff. And it was really good. And all the leftovers went home to the kids. So I'm going to go manual. I'm going to go three minutes. Make sure I'm on ceiling. And now we have time to wait. Or I can go ahead and start making the sauce, which is also very easy. We want about a half a cup of grape jelly. I know a lot of followers are SOS free. This does have sugar. You can use whatever kind of jelly you want. I think it'll be okay. Yeah, they have they have so many, um, you know, just fruit sweetened jams now. Okay. I'll wipe this out. The hard part's going to be replacing the tamari or the soy sauce. You know, that's the harder part, I think. Yeah. Well, people are finding out that coconut aminos are really good. And they have less sodium out of all of them. Because even the little sodium soy sauce still has a lot of sodium. Yeah. I, I knew somebody that worked for Kikoman and she told me, save your money, just buy the full strength and add water because that's all we do. Really? Yeah. It's that's the same thing with coconut milk and light coconut milk. They're not, it's not some different product or different process. So you're paying for water, guys. That's interesting. You know, there is a brand of coconut aminos and I can't think of it now that is like ridiculously low, lower than even the ones you see in the store and I've got to ask Sharon McCray. That's the one she buys on Amazon, but it's it's very, very low. Here where I'm at in Oregon and Portland, we have Fred Meyer, which is our Kroger. 
And they're really good about carrying some brands. Safeway, not so much. Winco, not so much. Walmart, forget it. Okay, now I'm going to add a little bit of Dijon mustard to the grape jelly. It sounds weird. Again, you can use uh, red currant jelly instead of grape jelly, but I, you want it by the quarter I've cup. Never seen red currant jelly. It's harder to find in the store. That should be close to a quarter cup. I'm eyeballing it here. I'm going to mix this together. It looks weird. It sounds weird, but it tastes really, really good as a almost like a fake barbecue sauce. And this is what we did for the real sausage smokies every New Year's. That and a big pot of the uh, the cheese sauce we can no longer eat because it had cheese and sausage and rotel and you know typical before vegan party food. I'm gonna add this to my pan. Oh, Susan has one, Susanna knows one in Canada that has ninety milligrams. That's that's low. That's really low. Coconut Secret is the brand I'm thinking of. Let me check it out, Jennifer, because I'm going to look it up right now. It was really, really low, even lower than the one Susanna mentioned. Let's see if I can reach Sharon McRae and tell you what the brand is. I haven't tried it yet. I generally don't use that. But to make this, it sounds like we need it. Maybe I should get some for the holidays. So the book is divided up into chapters. We have appetizers and snacks, spread, dips and spreads. I have a bunch of main dishes, so we'll have some Asian. I have my classics, so like meatloaf, chili, stuff like that. I have a Mexican. I have a, a whole section for Dr. McDougall for potatoes <laughs> and uh, a tofu section. I couldn't use the word Instant Pie. That was a copyright, so it's multi-cooker in here. That's what I mean, instant pie. Wait, really? Because I used it in all of my books. Did they tell you you couldn't do that? I could not use it as a category. <gasps> oh, interesting. But I could include it in a recipe. I can say instant pie. I can say Kikoman. I can say any brand name I want. I just could not use it as a category. Uh, so salads to dressing, sandwiches and wraps, sauces and gravy, side dishes, soups and stews. And then the index. And I have some symbols at the bottom to let you know if they're gluten-free, if it's a hot and spicy dish, because I love hot and spicy, or if it's a holiday favorite dish. So I have my homemade corn tortillas. Uh, people like my biscuits. I have my new need bread, um, guacamole and hummus. I made Mary McDougall's corn butter that's in here, my version of it. The cowboy caviar is a favorite. Does, um, does corn butter really taste buttery? No. You can make it taste tart, kind of like that acidic butter taste. But the feeling, the mouthfeel is exactly like butter. And that's what I use it for. It it replaces that need to have something spread on your toast or on your biscuit. And it tastes good. It doesn't taste bad at all. No, how much of this you can see. There we go. Get lined up here. Well, that, that looks authentic. That looks like my mom. Can you use just frozen corn to make corn butter? People have, yes. And you can use authentic, or authentic. You can use uh, fresh corn, frozen corn. I like to Del Monte canned corn because it says right on the can 100% percent GMO free. So I have this on low. My care dogs are still pumping down. But three minutes will go by quick. Do you use, see what else is in here? Go ahead. Is Instant Pot your favorite way of cooking? No, it's not, honestly. Um, my Vitamix is my most used tool. But I do like my Instapot. It's one of the original six-quart 
the first one, and I do use it a lot, but I really like like for a, for a soup or a chili, the old fashioned on the stove, let it simmer all day. I know a lot of people don't have time for that, but that's just the way I like it. Do you, do you use an air fryer ever? I'm beginning to use it less and less. And, and here's why. We've had two, the same brand, and I won't mention the brand. Uh, one was a newer model of the other. The first one died, and now the newer model, which was the digital version, you can't even adjust the dial without it just going nuts. It goes crazy. And honestly, for what you get, we use it to make my grandson's tofu. I have a recipe. My grandson's favorite air fry tofu is in here. We use it for that. Occasionally for French fries. Um, you know, could I live without it? I think I could. My first air fryer was the, the, the pot kind that you put the basket in. The one I'm talking about that I've had two go bad are the all-in-one kind. They have the the toaster, the air fryer, convection oven, that kind of thing. So no Breville for you. I have not tried Breville. That's not the brand I was talking about, but I haven't tried that one yet. Maybe I will. That's a big one. They had some great Black Friday specials. Did you get anything special for Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Um, no, I did not. Um, we were going to be together, me and you, on, on Black Friday. And then <laughs> I hadn't had my book yet. It was still coming. So we decided to reschedule it. I don't think I did anything special at all that day. Um, with the economy being the way it is, we're really watching our spending this year. I think a lot of people are. And uh, I hope people will appreciate that about my new book. Most of the ingredients in there, probably 99% of them are everyday ingredients. We all have a home in our pantry, in our fridge already. There's nothing special you have to go out and buy. If you like spicy Asian food, I have some Korean recipes in the book. You will need some uh, Korean chili flakes and Korean chili paste, the gochugaru, the gochujang. You can find that in an Asian market if you have one nearby or Whole Foods has it. But that's about the oddest ingredient I have in the book. Tell us what you sorry. eat in a day. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What um, I eat in a day? Yeah, people love that. That's like the most popular question, I think. Um, for a while, I used to eat oatmeal per Dr. Essie with my fruit. And I would have some of my favorite Ezekiel bread toast. I'm not a fan of Ezekiel. It's good, but it's just hard for me. Um so dry, and I would put marmite on it. It's a, it's an English, British, salty spread in place of butter. It, it helped me choke down the Ezekiel bread better. Have you but tried? Then, uh, have you tried ahead. the new pacha bread? Then that's pretty good. Which one? Pacha, P A C H A. At first, it was only mail order, but now you get it at Whole Foods. It's actually pretty good. It's three ingredients: water, buckwheat, and salt. I will look for it. I haven't been to Whole Foods in a while but I will look for it. Now, I don't usually go over to the bakery section at Whole Foods. We're usually on the other side in the produce section, but I'll go look at it. I've never heard of it. You find um, it in the freezer section only. And, the, and now what's, oh. what's nice is that they now make it sliced, whereas before you had to slice it, which was really difficult. And they make it right. into little buns, which are great for your burgers. Okay, okay. Okay, our Instapot started, so we got three minutes. Um, and then I kind of graduated from Dr. Essie to Dr. McDougall. So I'll have a potato for breakfast. And uh, just recently, I made a bowl. I really like it a lot. Kind of a combination of both Essie and McDougall. I'll take a couple of handful of greens and chop them up really fine. I'll put them in the bottom of a big bowl. And then I'll add my red chili sauce, my New Mexico red chili sauce, which is also in the book that I make all the time. I always have some in the fridge. I covered the greens with the red chili sauce. 
Then I baked a couple of potatoes, put that on top, added some green chili sauce. I lived in Albuquerque, if you can't tell. I love my chili. And then some cilantro on top, and that's really, really good. You get your greens, you get your potato, you get your starch. Um, and sometimes I'll just grab a couple slices of toast, Ezekiel or whatever, and, um, and some fruit. That's a simple breakfast for me. Lunch is usually a repeat of what we had the night before, or I'll make that uh, bean and rice bowl with some chili sauce or a potato with the greens in the bottom, like I just mentioned with the chili sauce. And then dinner, uh, usually a fight between what my wife wants and what, what I want, but we eat a lot of stir fries, <laughs> lots of broccoli, lots of cauliflower, lots of tofu. What does she usually want? And the, the, and you want something? The stir fries. She's not a fan of my chili. She's not a spicy person at all. And I love hot and spicy food. So we, we kind of go back and forth with that. And I don't think my chili is that spicy, but um, she thinks it is. So she also has a stomach thing with uh, being acidic food affecting her. So we have to be really careful with the tomato products for her. And I just love all that stuff. She's from the Pacific Northwest, and I'm a Midwest guy from Indiana, so our, our tastes kind of clash. But we've made it work for 26, 27 years, so we're all right. Nice. Lori says, Chuck's recipes from Brand New Vegan are wonderful for transitioning resistant family members to whole food plant-based eating. His recipes have comfort food flavors as well as international savory variety. Great uh, commentary, Lori, and the link to buy his book is right now in the chat as well as the show notes. Thank you. That's exactly who I try to reach. Those people who have families that are not really on board with us. They don't want to eat the way we do. They think we're weird. They think we eat rocks and twigs and salads and sprouts all the time. And I want to show them that we eat just regular food and that it can be very delicious. The chili, the carrot dogs, the bean soups, the whatever. <clears throat> we are not deprived, any of us. You know that. And it's proven it to them that that's my goal. It could, vegan food can be delicious and just as tasty as what they're used to. Your old stuff. Mm. So okay. You oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you, you call yourself brand new vegan, but it's been 10 years, so you're not brand new anymore. In case someone nope. didn't see you on the show before, what made you become a brand new vegan 10 years ago? I watched a movie called Processed People. Interesting. You mean the one, that was, Jeff, the one that Jeff Nelson produced? Jeff Nelson. That was my first movie. And that was wow. my first introduction to Dr. John McDougall. I'm sure he'll be happy to know that. And I'm going to text okay. him right now. John McDougall, I met John Robbins, and I think, um, oh, I forgot his name, the dietitian for the McDougall group, Jeff Novick. He was in the movie, Dr. Essie, I think, was in the movie, and it just opened my eyes, and I started watching anything I could. So I watched all the older documentaries before Forks Over Nights came out. That was the big one that got a lot of people interested, but I watched all the ones before that, like Supersize Me and... Um, I think Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead was one. There's a bunch. 2008, 2009. And it really convinced me. And I came home from work and I said, honey, I want to be a vegan. And she just laughed. And she threw her apron at me and said, well, I don't know how to cook that stuff. You're on your own. So That's I started cooking. Funny. Did you guys have any health challenges at that time that maybe made you want to try it? I was, let's see, 2008. Uh, about what 15 years ago, so I was 45. I was overweight. Um, I would work night shift, so I was shift work is really hard on your body. My my sleep rhythm was way out of whack. Um, I smoked, I drank a lot, and you know, just a typical 45 year old American male. If you look outside today at any of those people, a lot of them are the same way I was and uh, high blood pressure and et cetera. So I knew one day I was gonna be a heart attack waiting to happen. And I wanted to do something about it. So that's why I decided to go. 
uh, vegan. I didn't know back then. I don't think there was really a big distinction back then between plant-based and vegan. As far as I knew, if you don't eat this meat and cheese and dairy, you're vegan. I think it was forked over knives that really made everybody realize what a plant-based, whole food plant-based, no oil, oil-free diet was like. So anyway, I wanted to be a vegan and I watched the movies and I decided me and um, I told my family and they all laughed and eventually they came on board. My wife did. Took her a while. Took her a while. But she's had some blood pressure issues also and um, since she's been eating 100% plant-based, she feels a whole lot better. She jogs with our grand dog. She uh, exercises a lot. And for 67 years old, she's in great shape. How old is she? Okay. 67. Wow. That's fantastic. So here we are. Instapot is done. I'm going to pull these out. And this little green thing is a uh, strainer. You can buy these on Amazon. They're wonderful for your Instapot. And I think they're made for the Instapot. I'm just going to dump these in carefully like that. Now we're just going to stir these in carefully so I don't damage them. I got that worked. So one of the challenges of cooking in this room is it's not a kitchen. This is my office. It's a spare bedroom downstairs. And um, I've made it into a kitchen, but I don't have running water. I don't have an oven or stove. So I make do. It's kind of hard to cook down here sometimes, but so let me show you what we got. And there they are. At this point, you would just let them simmer until your guests arrive or until they're thick and bubbly for the sauce. We can try one. They're so cute. Just... They really do look like little wieners. Uh-huh. Oh my God, that's a, that's adorable. It's a fun party thing. And if anything else, it's a conversation starter. You know, they try one. Wow, that's a carrot. That does not taste like a carrot. That tastes like a hot dog. How'd you do that? Why do you do that? Well, pretty good. The hot dogs are just, you know what they are. They're just whatever they didn't sell. You know, the snouts, the anuses. I mean, that's what hot dogs are. Pieces of parts. Yep. So there you go. There's my recipe. I hope you guys will like it. I'm going to turn this off. Nora says, the cocktail carrots are very good, but the texture is so hot dog that I'm not really sure I want to eat them after I make them. Ha ha. Well, but you serve them to people that uh, maybe haven't uh, transitioned yet. Do you teach any cooking classes, Chuck? I've been doing um, more YouTube at your suggestion. Kathy Hester has been on me too. <laughs> and um, so I've been doing more YouTube classes on Saturdays. Um, but I don't officially teach a class. No, not yet. Maybe, maybe coming. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe the Portland Veg Fest will happen next year. What do you think? It's been, it hasn't I would love that. I miss it so much. And I, um, I don't think they've had it since like 2019, have they? I don't think so. And I met our mutual friend of ours. I think when I was at Veg Fest the last time, he was there and um, he reached out to me through email. I'm trying to remember. He's a cardiologist slash um naturopath here in portland 
can't remember his name. I went brain dead. But you were on stage and he was going on after you, I think. And uh, it may have been the same year that Jane Esselstyn was here. I'm and not he, sure. He's a cardiologist in Portland. He, yeah. And he trained under Dr. Essie and he's a naturopath. And um, ah, there was brain dead. But anyway, he reached out to me. So we may be doing some type okay, of Okay, I got it. I got it. I know who it is. Yay. Do I get a prize? Okay, are who you, is it? Are you thinking of Dr. Daniel Chong? Daniel Chong. It just came to me. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. So he reached out for a podcast invite. So we may be doing a little collab, being him here soon. Yep. Do you ever run And I just... Part, okay. Go ahead. I was wondering if you ever, since you live in Portland, you ever run into the McDougals like at the store or anything? I, I try to purposely do whenever I uh, know they're going to be somewhere. So they have some some good friends that are mutual friends of mine, and they do their own uh, little plant based weekly get together in their retirement home they live in, and they are good friends with John and Mary. And when they invite them over and they let me know, I try to purposely show up. It's on the other side of Portland from me. <laughs> but that's how I met John and Mary for the very first time. It was in a very small room, a very private, intimate dinner. It was like five or six of us. And in walks John and Mary McDougal. And that was my first time meeting him. I was just in awe. I was the biggest fanboy ever. And uh, he looked at me like, who in the heck is this guy? Did you tell I recently him? Be, yeah, I did. I did. And we, we've met several times since. Of course, at Remedy, we were all together with um, a whole bunch of people. Remedy was so much fun. I wish they would do that again. I have been in touch with Benji, too. I'm begging him to come back. and He's one of my very favorites. Mm -hmm. I went to Remedy as a fanboy, like everybody else would, to see all of you big stars up there on stage. And um, Brenda Davis, she was such a sweetheart. She was trying to convince Benji to put me up on That's why I was your judge for your cooking competition. Benji mm -hmm. felt so bad. He didn't realize who I was. Wait a minute, but I didn't, win. I didn't win. So what am I doing talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I voted for you. I sure did. Because what you oh, made that I'm day was delicious. I it am. was so much fun. And I've recently gotten in touch with Dr. Milton Mills because he was there with me. And uh, I found him on Facebook. I don't know why it took me so long. But now we are good Facebook friends. And I'm uh, anxious to see him again. You know, I tell the story of Remedy a lot. I was so paranoid when I went that I would be hungry. I honestly was because I like to eat really a lot. And so every meal we had there for those three days, four days, whatever it was, I literally stuffed myself as much as I could. So I wouldn't be hungry at night. and People wouldn't see me cheat and go off to the restaurant or something for a snack. And when I came home, I lost five pounds. I couldn't believe it. That's fantastic. Yeah, the food was, but, he does a great job of getting the hotels and the resorts to make the food the way we like it. And it, the food was good. And it was all whole food, plant-based, oil-free, and very, very good, very tasty. And I stuffed myself, like I said, for three meals a day, three days in a row, came home and lost five pounds. So the proof's in the pudding. That is so cool. Tell us about like your group and stuff in your Facebook group and your support group. Tell, if people want to join, tell us what it is. Um, I do have a Facebook group. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash. I think it's just group and then brand new vegan. Everything in my brand is brand new vegan. There's about 20,000 people in my group. Um, That's a lot. Facebook. Facebook being what it is, it's really hard to manage anymore. Um, I was hoping to take the whole mess of people over to my private support group. Because with Money Networks, it's not Facebook. We don't have the Facebook ads. I can organize things by categories. We can find uh, the book club. Say, my Mighty Support Group, we have the book club. 
Next month, we're going to be reading Dr. Dean Ornish, Undo It. We've read Dr. McDougall's Star Trilishing. We've read Dr. Estes, Reverse and uh, Prevent Heart Disease. So we read books together. We have a movie room <clears throat> with all the documentaries in it that I can find on YouTube for free. We talk about challenges. We talk about everything. And it's all categorized. You can, you can, you can just see the stuff that you want to see. I like Facebook. And um, it's uh, the address is uh, bnvcommunity.com. If anybody wants to join, it is a dollar a month, $10 a year. It is very cheap. But it does cover the price of us having this group. And I go on live with people every morning to talk about problems they might be having with their diet or frustrations they may have with their mother-in-law like I do or anything like that. It's a nice place to go and not be by yourself because a lot of people are doing this on their own. And it's really hard. If you have a support group, people that are friends with you, and you can talk to your friends about anything, food-wise, diet-wise, health-wise, it really helps make this journey a lot easier. So that's what we do. That's my two major groups, the Facebook group and the private support group. You go live every day? Like, that means you never get a day off. I'm only live for like half hour, 45 minutes. Still? And it's Monday through Friday. Oh, Monday through Friday. Good. Okay. Yeah. So Saturdays are now YouTube day, and then Sundays are my day off, and Sundays are when I usually post my weekly blog recipe. Nice. I say busy. Here's some questions for you, Chuck. Okay. Uh, Donna says, how long have you been plant-based, and what about it did you find most challenging? Uh, 2008 was when I started watching those documentaries. I became 100% probably when I started my blog in 2013. I was just kind of dipping my toe in the water until then. I was probably 90%, but I was still cheated occasionally. 2013, when I made my blog, I had to be all in. Um, the challenging part, restaurants can be challenging. We all know that. I've pretty much given up the fact that any restaurant you go to, there's going to be oil. You can't help it. There are a few Casa Luz in Austin. I had some medical friends take me there. It's oil-free, but there's not many places like that. Nope. Um, oh, there's, there's actually quite a few where I live, and that's one of the reasons I moved here. They have SOS-free menus, but you're right, because there's often residual oil. There's just oil, period. Yeah, especially here in Portland. I don't get out to the Portland side because I'm on the west side in the foothills. I'm closer to the coastal mountains than I am to Portland proper um, and traffic is horrible. So I don't venture that way poorly, especially with the crime and stuff we've been having. Um, I know there's some wonderful vegan restaurants. Portland's like a vegan Mecca. I haven't really experienced any of them. I wish I could. The other challenge is probably convincing, not really convincing, talking to your family and friends about why you're doing what you're doing. Um, we were talking to my mother-in-law. She's really been a thorn in my side for a while about this whole diet thing. Which she wants about, you not to be vegan. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Because, see, I, I brainwashed her daughter. And now she eats the way I do. And she can't take her to restaurants and get her Wendy's or her Burger King or her McDonald's. Or, and we try to teach her what we've learned or share right. a documentary or something and she just laughs at us well how how was her health not good and she's 80 just wow. turned 86 there's some people you will not convince to even just let you be yourself they they want to try and i don't know i try i try every time she's here i cook she eats some of it some of it she won't and now, oftentimes, we'll find her cheating down in her guest room with snacks and cookies and chips and stuff like that. Food addiction with the processed food is really hard for a lot of people. It's something. So Nora says, is there another book in your future or do you need a break, a very long break? No, we've been talking about it. Um, I do... 
So I'm really convinced that American food is just like Dr. Medjugal says, standard American diet, Western food is poison. It really is. And when we do go to restaurants, we go to a Mexican, an Asian, something not American, and it's always really good. And you can find something to eat. So I have a lot of recipes that are Mexican, Asian, Korean, and those might be the next book I put out. We've been talking about it because I have a lot more recipes than what's in this one that are just Mexican only. I lived in Albuquerque for 10 years. I fell in love with Mexican food. So I have a lot of recipes for it. Nice. And there's another question about your cookbook from Cheryl. Let's see. I just saw it. Where did it go? What was the easiest and what was the most difficult part about putting your cookbook together? And she says, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's hard. That's a hard question. The easiest part was all these recipes in the cookbook are on my blog. They're recipes everybody knows already. They're just all in one place. So it makes it convenient. So the easy part was just copying and pasting recipes into a book. The hardest part, all the hoops I've had to jump through as far as getting like the cover design and um on the back of every category page, there's like my pantry. These are just some of the things that I've learned through my journey. Coming up with the the words for these pages has been kind of hard. The process of, um, there we go, getting it shipped, going through the shipping software and the fulfilling the order software on all the kind of technical stuff has been a challenge. And then um, two or three trips to the post office every day has been a challenge too. Well, you could maybe do it a different way next time where you don't have to fulfill. I could, I could, I could. I would, but we've been talking about that. So the people over at Fourth Wall, they are the company fourthwall.com who hosts my sales page, the shop.brandnewvegan.com. So really hats off to Fourth Wall. They've helped me a lot with this. Um, We've been talking. They do have a warehouse to fulfill orders. So we may go that route next time. Yeah, that's got to be difficult. It's well, a learning process, though. And I can say I did it. All right. There is a question from, where did it go? Oh, yeah. Kelly wants to know, if you don't have the Instant Pot, how long do you cook the little Smokies on the stovetop? Um, in my original recipe on the blog, it says 10 to 15 minutes, but you really want to do it just until the pork tender. So you'll have to kind of keep an eye on them. Take a fork, stab one occasionally. When they get to where the fork will just go in 10, 15 minutes, that's when they're ready. Great. And here's another question. Let's see. Uh, TM says, can't wait to get your cookbook. One for me, two for gifts. Thank you so much. And I saw a really good question. Where did it go? Hmm. Where did your question go, Lori? Oh, here it is. Because uh, you didn't put four question marks in front. But if you guys do that, it makes it easier for me to spot in the very active chat. Chuck, what is your process of transitioning, testing, creating a comfort food recipe from your youth and childhood and making it whole food plant-based? My process? Oh, boy. A lot of tasting. Uh, I just stand at a stove. <laughs> a little of Julia Childs, I guess. A little of this. You add a little of that. I've gotten to the point where I know that if I need like an acid, I can add a little vinegar or maybe a little lemon juice, something like that. If I need a sweetener, I can use maple syrup and maybe grind up some date paste and use that. Um, you know, you kind of learn your basic flavorings and what foods to make them with. And then from there, you just try to I don't necessarily try to get it exactly what the recipe should be, like if I'm recreating a chili, let's say. But you get it to the point where it tastes good to you. 
and it tastes like what you remember, then that's close enough. That's, that's all that matters is that you like it and you'll eat it. If it helps you stay on track. Nice. Okay, so Sharon McRae texted me the co the coconut aminos that we have found with the lowest sodium is called Dynamic Health, and I'm trying to look at the back of the label to show you how much sodium, but it's not showing me a picture of the back. Let's see if I can find it off of Amazon. And Donna says, "What are your favorite recipes in the book?" Hmm. As I just eat a carrot. Um, <laughs> There's one, Donna, right there. So that's called my best damn vegan chili ever. And it really, people win awards with this. One day I'm going to enter a contest with it myself so I can get the trophy. But a lot of other people have gotten the trophy for this. That's one of my favorites. And under the contents here. Do you remember your first cookbook, Chef AJ? That I wrote or that I read? That you wrote. Oh, the yeah, on process. So the first cookbook I ever read is the Betty Crocker cookbook for boys and girls, which you can still get on Amazon. And I remember but after you yeah. after you wrote on process, did it did it feel weird being well, an author? Um, yeah, because I could get to sell books. It was really fun, actually, you know, because I <laughs> I remember I spoke at the McDougal Advanced Study Weekend and there was like a hundred people in line buying my book. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it feels weird. So that's the only reason I mentioned it. This is my other favorite recipe, my New Mexico chili sauce. Because I can put that on potatoes. I can put that on rice. I can put that on greens. I can put that on anything. And it tastes wonderful. And red chili sauce is those dry ch uh, Mexican chili pods. There's no fat. There's no salt. And you make the sauce with water, garlic, a little bit of salt, maybe some cumin, and that's it. It's really plain. It's very simple, but it tastes so good. And it flavors, like I said, anything you add to it. Ooh, 25 milligrams per teaspoon. That's really low, you guys. That is a very, very low one because I think the other one is 330 per tablespoon. So this is 75 milligrams per teaspoon. That's really good. Compared to regular soy sauce, it's like a thousand, right? Yeah. So guys, I found a brand on Amazon called Dynamic Health Coconut Aminos. I'm going to put it in my shopping cart right now. That's fantastic. See, you learn something new every day on Chef AJ Live. Any questions for Chuck or me or anybody? Thank you all. So the best place for people to find you then is on Facebook rather than any of the other social media sites like Instagram or? Yeah, definitely Facebook. So Facebook page, brand new vegan uh, Facebook group. There's a brand new vegan Facebook group. You can search for it. My Mighty Group, you have a link down below. And um, yeah, that's where I hang out the most, the Mighty Group and the Facebook group. You seem very busy. I have to be. I have to stay busy. It keeps me uh, keeps my brain occupied. And besides, if I don't cook, um, we won't eat. So I'm always cooking something. Well, that's a good attitude. Do you do all your cooking down there in your shop? No. Like I said, there's very limited space here. Uh, most of my cooking is done up in the kitchen. It I would love to turn this into a real kitchen and have like a, a, a vent hood and a sink with running water at least maybe one day. Yeah, you're, you're, that looks almost like a Santa's workshop. Malieri says, uh, request for a, a Tex-Mex cookbook. There you go. Like That's possible. And Lori says, what are you making for Christmas? He says he's so busy fulfilling book orders, he might not even be able to do anything. You know, I have, I looked this morning, just over 300 books left to deliver. And we're able to do 100 to 150, 200 books a day. So I think the rest of them will be out either today or Monday at the latest to the post office. 
And then I can take a break because the next book order doesn't come in until about the middle of January, the second print. And I haven't got nearly the number sold of the second print as I did the first. The first one's completely sold out. That's why we're so busy. Well, maybe guys will click the link and order it so that you'll be busy again. Are you, spend, you. Are you spending Christmas with the mother-in-law? Somebody's asking. <laughs> I love my mother-in-law dearly. Don't get me wrong, but she is a challenge when it comes to food. Mm. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for Christmas. Uh, my daughter lives nearby. We could end up spending that with her. All the other children are in different states. Um, I have an oldest that lives in New Mexico, a middle that lives in Washington State. Uh, mine from my previous marriage lives in Texas. So they're spread out. If we do go to Washington, we'll visit her mom and our middle grand our middle stepson. Or if we stay here, we'll have our daughter and grandson here. Nice. Somebody said, Tammy said, Chuck's cranberry sauce is great. I made it at Thanksgiving. It's sugar-free. You can use the sweet cherries, the frozen sweet cherries you can find in the frozen food section of your Fred Meyer Safeway. And you don't need any sugar at all. And it tastes wonderful. And I recently, like I said, this year came up with a cranberry cornbread recipe. And that's really, really good. It's like a cranberry cornbread crumble. Sounds great. Kathy, the name is uh, Dynamic Health. I just put the link in the chat for that product on Amazon. Are your recipes for pot roast and gyros in the cookbook? Lori wants to know. The gyros, I believe so. Let me look. And pot roast? I don't think I have a pot roast recipe. Sandwiches and wraps. The meatloaf is definitely. Um, so here's my sandwiches. I have a tuna salad, a chickpea salad. Uh, I have a Reuben, a mushroom Reuben, a mushroom French dip, my tofu bacon, my carrot dogs, black bean burger, a banh mi, which is a Vietnamese sandwich, really good, some beer brats, and there's my vegan euros. Yes, they're in here. Um. Hey, there's a question for me from Patty. She found chestnuts at Costco that are ready to eat. Are they truly a nut and they're high in fat? I don't know if they're truly enough, Patty, Patty, but they are definitely very low in fat. I use them to make my peanut sauce instead of peanuts. And I know Ann Esselstyn eats them. So I'm pretty sure they're pretty low in fat. I could grab a bag if you want me to give you the exact numbers. And there's a question from Ann. Chuck, do you have a favorite dessert recipe? Hmm. I'm not big on sweets, and that's why people have asked me, where are your desserts? Well, I don't have that many because I like savory over sweet, but yeah. I do have a chocolate mousse, a tofu mousse. That's really good, and um, I don't think it's in this book, but I think I have a new one this year that I made. I can't remember. But I would say, yeah, the chocolate mousse, it's very, very rich and, yeah. and, and decadent, but it's in there. Uh, Does your mother-in-law like that? She is very, very old school, and they eat meat every single meal her entire life. So that's you have to have it. And, of course, we know you don't need meat for protein, but they still think you do. So the center of every meal for some people like her is the meat, the chicken, the turkey, the steak, and then we can have something else on the side. I mentioned the side dishes and she's like, who cares? What are you going to have? Chicken or fish or meat or pork? So she's a challenge. And I think she's the way she was raised. It's hard to change some people's ideas she does like what i cook mostly not everything she's like Rhonda. she does not like spicy food at all wow what 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 do they like that you make specifically i would say some of my they're not unhealthy but the unhealthier of my recipes like i've copied a a sausage gravy because i grew up eating biscuits and gravy as a kid 
So the sausage gravy, and it's a lot of uh, white refined flour and that kind of thing to make the gravy. It's not the healthiest, but it is a transition food. It is a comfort food. That's what this book is about. She loves that. And then the homemade biscuits with, again, more white refined flour and stuff like that. So she likes my unhealthier versions of the, my recipes. I have some really healthy ones too that I just love, but she doesn't like those so much. She likes the her junk food versions of her recipes she likes. Sure. Um, Donna's at, Donna lives in Australia, but she's in True North till January 18th and wants to know if she orders a book today, will it be able to be shipped there in Santa Rosa? Because obviously you're probably not shipping internationally, internationally. The one I am shipping internationally, if they're willing to pay the shipping, and it's, it's pricey. The average Canadian process has been 15 to $25 for just shipping alone. But, th but this is Australia, and she is in the U.S. till the 18th of January. So would it come by the 18th of January, she wants to know, because she'll give you her address at True North. I don't think so. I think what they told me from the printer was that it would be a ship date from them to me on January 17th, and it takes four or five days to get here. But tell her I can't ship to Australia. I have. Wow. Okay, I'll put the link again. It's in the show notes, but I'll put it in the chat. It may be pricey when you add up the book and the tax and the shipping, but if that, they're willing to do that, I can't ship there. I've right. shipped several to Australia and New Zealand already. Yep. Uh, Marion says she's made the cranberry and cornbread recipe at least three times till it came out. <laughs> and Kathy, my earrings, I did not make these. These were made by Audrey Fontaine, another vegan jewelry designer who used to live near True North and we'd buy them, but now she moved to Costa Rica and sold her jewelry business. And people, uh, Nora says your chocolate mousse recipe is wonderful. And nice. there's a question, um, are, are any of your kids whole food plant-based? No. Heck no. Heck no. Maybe. My daughter is the youngest. My stepdaughter, Rhonda's daughter. She has Crohn's. She did not eat very healthy when she was growing up. We're probably to blame as parents, um, but she has Crohn's. I have told her about Medugal, what he can do. I've sent her links to Dr. Brooke Goldner, uh, Dr. Pam Popper. She has some experience with Crohn's, a lot of different links to people. She went with me to Whole Foods one day and bought all the stuff and bought Advanced Pot and bought Vitamix. And uh, she was going to. Is she? I really don't know. I mean, she was here in town, but we don't see each other that much because she works a lot. Um, so is she sticking to her diet? I don't think so. I think if she did, she could get off the um, the medicine she's on, the Humira for her Crohn's. It's really hard on her. And she's got rheumatoid arthritis now because of it. So I wish she would, but she's probably the closest. It's so interesting to me that even when they have all these health challenges and even pain, that they're not willing to even try. I think a lot of it is her husband. Like a lot of people's husbands, they are used to eating their way, like my mother-in-law. And well, it's hard the for them to the do it. eat that way then, you know? I think a lot of people are just, uh, they do what's convenient. So their husband brings home pizza. Let's eat pizza. It's convenient. I'll work 14 hours today. I don't want to cook. Yep. Uh, Lisa says, we have falafel today. Oh, it's falafel Friday with Chuck's nice. oil-free baked falafel. And Dixie said, if you were going to a potluck, which of your recipes would you bring? I've That's taken my chili a couple of times. Uh, the 15-bead soup is really good, too. And we take a Instapot to a potluck. It usually comes back empty. So the 15 bean soup, the chili, or maybe my seven layer dip, the Mexican seven layer dip, that always comes back clean. That's cool. We have a lot of potlucks here. I always take my quinoa salad. It's just easy. People like it. And that's so funny because somebody else brought my exact thing. So it was kind of funny. Well, <laughs> this is great. Congratulations on the book and for selling out the first batch. And hopefully you'll sell out the second batch. And thanks Thank for you. 
help people transition with these comfort foods to whole food plant-based and making it easy and delicious. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for coming. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Kathy Pollard also has a new book. It's called Eating Does It. We're going to discuss that. And speaking of books, if you don't have mine or if you do and want a huge discount with free shipping and lots of bonuses, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. My publisher's having a special this month. Okay, nice seeing you again, Chuck, and happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.